Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. Good morning to you. Thank you for staying with the morning, Jay. Yes, this is the morning segment on J101.9 FM, the breakfast show. And as usual, to wrap up the morning, uh, we go into the program Let's Talk, which is a current affairs and political program. Now, they say what determines the society is what it makes of acts of impunity and corruption. Uh, the media's business is to provoke debates and mold opinion. And that is our business this morning as we look at uh, issues that have made the rounds uh, this weekend till now. And, uh, let's take a look at some headlines before we dig into uh, the issues for the day. Uh, PDP politicians stole soldiers' salaries during tenure. The presidency speaking here. Uh, gunmen storm Ogun Mosque, abduct policemen. Two others demand 15 million naira. And uh, also still in the news, FG's new borrowings rise by 278.03% in six years. And if we have to put that uh, in numbers again, we'll say it's 4.03 trillion naira between 2015 and 2021. And um, again, concerning money, concerning Osusu, because uh, everybody is pretty much concerned about uh, money at this time. And uh, 2 million people will start receiving 20 billion naira monthly from June. The federal government is speaking on this. 2 million people will start receiving 20 uh, billion naira from June this year as basic cash transfers and additional uh, conditional cash transfer under the national cash transfer program, the federal government has said. And also... Uh, CBN imposes heavy sanctions on banks over mutilated notes. Hmm. Well, I know how it feels sometimes uh, when, when I take certain monies from the bank. It, it looks so dirty. I really don't even want to touch it myself. I quickly uh, try to use hand sanitizer on some of these monies because they look like they're suffering from COVID. <laughs> well, um, to talk about all of these issues, and there's one heartbreaking story uh, that I took among the newspaper headlines this morning. Bedridden ex-police corporal cries for help over eviction plan by FG. And uh, you can see him in the picture here. I mean, if they say a picture tells a story in a thousand words, this is it right here. 
this is a decrepit uh, situation. Uh, you can see poverty all over here. He suffered a spinal cord injury, had one of his legs amputated due to an accident. And the 57-year-old explained that he was relieved of his duty as a corporal in the Nigeria Police Force in 2006. And he was paid 225,000 naira in gratuity as a result of his retrenchment due to the accident. And uh, in, in Thierry eyes, Ige said that uh, he was allotted an apartment in Shagari Estate, Akure Ondo State Capital in 1993, and that he was able to make the initial 10% payment of 125,000 out of 1.250 million Naira, and that he was expected to pay for the apartment's acquisition. He added that he was unable to work or raise money to pay for the house after spending several millions on his health as a result of the injury while on duty. And in March 2022, the former police officer received an eviction letter from the presidency along with a two-week deadline to vacate the apartment, an ultimatum that will lapse uh, this week. Our hearts really go out to him. I do hope that uh, relevant authorities are listening and they're going to put their best foot forward uh, to be there for this uh, gentleman who has served the country. While issues of security, issues of money, all over making the rounds in the papers. And uh, I have experts in the studio to throw more light on this. I have with me Dr. Emmanuel I. Ogbenjua, uh, PhD Accounting, and he's also a managing consultant. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Ogbenjua. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning to you. And I also have uh, with me this morning, joining me via phone, Mr. F.A. Wanago. He's a social commentator and also a security expert. Good morning to you, Mr. F.A. Good morning, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us and thank you for taking the time uh, to be with us. Now, um, let's start this way now. Uh, we, we've seen the, the, the Lecky, uh, the Lecky Tollgate debate has come again uh, in the public for us uh, to decide what is going to happen. Uh, the consensus, they say, is yet to be reached. Uh, a lot of people are waiting to see if the government will go ahead and um, uh, there's still a lot of divergent opinions uh, between residents and stakeholders uh, on the back of the NSARS. Some will say they are yet to get closure, but the government can also say they paid compensation. Uh, but, you know, the question is what will happen? Uh, we had reports of protests and planned protests to disrupt activities. Uh, would you say, uh, as a security consultant, as a security expert, Mr. F.A., is this the best time to open the toll gates? Well, um, I, I think a lot of groundwork would have to be done. The responses to the person um, in the public domain uh, point out to the fact that there could be an easy um, conflagration again if we decide to go in um, with the commencement or of the retolling of Lekki at this time. I suppose that much more confidence building will have to happen um, with regard to the government and citizenry in the area, and there would have to be um, some direct benefits which the new tolling would have to give to the people and also to show that the so-called white paper on NSAS has um, been implemented with a view to addressing those key issues related to the entire um, in-group as far as the lucky so the incident was concerned. For now, um, there, there is a lot, a lot is expected because uh, much more um, seems to be expected as to what has to be done. Uh, right now, you have key influencers and leaders complaining um, that um, you don't come and toll when you've not addressed the very reasons that the problems were there for. And to add to that, 
um, what the direct government is literally been doing for years, and what the government is doing, like there's a complaint about the roads, and like there's a complaint about the electricity, there's a complaint about several other social amenities. So they want to see a direct connection between the tooling of that um, electric tool and the life of the people, vis-a-vis the issue of the answers and the police brutality and all of that. Mm. All right. So you feel um, it's not time to open uh, that uh, gate yet. Well, April 1st uh, signals the beginning of tolling activity and the Lagos state government uh, wants to resume tolling in 10 days. That is from April 1st. And it was meant, uh, they say, to be a 30-year agreement, uh, public-private partnership. And, uh, of course, uh, reactions have continued to trail in. So, but um, Dr. Gwenjua, I know that uh, you were very much uh, abreast of uh, the NSAS October 2020 events. Uh, what, what is your take on this uh, news story? Well, I, I want to believe that democracy is the government of the people, for the people, and by the people. The government should have um, listening ears. What are the reactions of people? If um, you have not redressed properly the injustice and the killings that took place, you have not um, reprimanded corporates that have been found wanting in the excess use of uh, force on the people, and uh, compensations have not been properly judiciously paid, and you are starting something else that is triggering reactions, then government should listen and go softly on reopening the tour. No matter the agreement that we sign, uh, they should call the PPP agreement to, on the table and review it because um, it may um, trigger another reaction, and that will not be good again. Mm. All right, let's, uh, let's get to here. Uh, here are some sound bites uh, from the debate that went on concerning the reopening of the Lekki Tollgate. Let's take a listen. Decisions to uh, start the operations is actually coming also from the concern expressed in some quarters by some uh, residents LCC is owing a lot of money. So in uh, local lenders, about uh, 11.6 billion. And foreign lenders, including African Development Bank, 31 million dollars. And the effect of this, if we don't begin to offset such debts, is that it's not good for business, for any of us who is trying to raise money through foreign sources, this is the kind of thing they will refer to later to say that we are not good creditors and that we don't pay our debts. The link bridge at the Ozubamba Dewey Road does not qualify for tolling as they are not highway roads, nor are they bypass roads. They are roads commuted by residents on a daily basis. We therefore say a capital no to tolling. To actually help a bridge maintain its structural strength, there must be a maintenance plan. Where is your maintenance plan? In the last meeting that you had, the, the residents of Lekki asked for where are the details of the money that has been collected in the last eight years? How much has been made? How much was spent on loan servicing? Give, there's a Freedom of Information Act in Nigeria that most government officials just choose to ignore.
And thank you for staying with us. That is a soundbite from cross, cross section of stakeholders, the, the, the government, the Lagos State government, and of course residents uh, of, of Lekki. So, I mean, you've heard from both sides again, uh, Dr. Obenjua. What do you make of it? The, the federal the government of Lagos State is saying, you know, they need to make money out of this. This was not made to be free. And uh, the Lagos State residents are saying they want to know where all the monies that have been made in the past eight years have gone to. There are two, two silent issues. Um, that is a takeaway from what the discussion that is going on. Number one, this is not a highway. It's where commuters, the residents commute it on a daily basis. It's not an expressway. Then two, um, the money that have been taken from the toll over the years, there is no proper accountability. There is no one can tell what has been done with it. Now, these are two important issues. Why would you toll um, access road where commuters are mostly the residents of a particular location. And um, much more, if there are loans and you need to repay, how much have you taken from the toll in the past? They are a question. And I want to believe that um, the representatives, the legislators that represent this community should sit up and make these questions very clear in the, in the State House of Assembly. Where is the accountability for all the tolling? It's not about just tolling. We remember what happened during the Obasanjo regime. He came around and all the tolls in the country, he collapsed them because of the fraud that was going on. And I want to tell you that the communities have no confidence in the use of the tolling, and that's why they are opposing to it. And the government should listen so that there will not be another calamity in that um, location. I think so. All right. Mr. Ife. Yes. Okay, so the, the argument by both parties, um, particularly that of the residents, is very valid. Um, the government, yes, is in need of resources, but you have to be very careful you know, as to how you go about getting resources um, from the citizens. Otherwise, the interest of those you are supposed to serve will become the very people that you are now seen to work against. And that has been predicted. The lucky area is not some kind of highway where you say, okay, because of the volume of traffic that you have and the kinds of activities you can tow. For you to tow such an area, you must do some cost benefit analysis on those people who, in their daily commute, are making um, um, all kinds of um, uh, exorbitant amounts of resources. I understand um, some feedback that um, there's a plan to exclude certain categories. Um, vehicles like um, tricycles and what have you, but I don't know what's on paper in that regard. So there, there has to be much more communication and confidence building, much more engagement, and not a one-off scenario. So at the end of the day, whatever decision is taken by the government would be seen to be owned by the people that would have direct, and uh, this would have direct impact on, and they don't turn to see the government as the public enemy. Indeed. Now, talking about uh, proper accountability mm. of financial records, mm. uh, just again this weekend, uh, we saw uh, Lagos Benway rank lowest in public fund mm. management and utilization. Uh, Lagos and Benway states have been ranked the least on transparency and accountability in the mm. management and utilization of public funds in Nigeria. Mm. Uh, the Subnational Audit Efficacy SAE Index mm. Report for 2021 mm. by the Paradigm Leadership 
Support Initiative, PLSI, uh, an, an NGO, also revealed that 19 states failed to publish their full audit report for 2020 financial year, thereby limiting citizens' ability to engage public officials using audit information. And uh, also the executive director of uh, PLSI, uh, Shegu Elemo, while presenting the report in Abuja, disclosed that Bauchi and Oshun states came first on the index report, having scored 83%, followed by Akwaibom, Ekiti states, that came third and fourth with 86%, while Lagos and Benue states were 35th and 36th with 41 and 39% respectively. And he also lamented that only uh, 11 out of 36 states evaluated conducted either compliance or performance audit on public expenditure in 2021, which means that 25 states did not take active measures to ensure adherence to procurement and financial regulations by government agencies, thereby limiting their state's ability to achieve value for money, especially on projects implemented in 2022. Uh, what do you make of this, uh, Dr. Benjua? Yeah, I, I read the report with mixed feelings. Mm. Um, one, on a positive side, that indeed, empirical results indicate that um, Benue, for instance, um, has not been very up to, uh, up to date in delivering dividends of democracy. Uh, we, we are aware of um, areas of salaries and many things that are going wrong in the financial handling of that state. And uh, it indicates that um, there's weakness, strong weakness in the public accounts of that state. And not only the public accounts, the independence of the uh, Auditor General is, is, is brought to question here. Where 19 states are not publishing their audit report and the public accounts can do nothing and Auditor General can do nothing, it shows clearly that um, the, the Auditor General lack um, uh, the, the level in independence to be able to act and to take up matters with the Public Accounts Committee to redress those kind of uh, abnormalities. However, I also believe that... Um, there are other states that probably have not published their audit report, but clearly, empirically, we can see development going on. I was reading the report of uh, uh, PLSI, um, and I was wondering where uh, Bornu State is rated, mm -hmm. because we could see clearly that uh, there is a lot of delivery of uh, uh, dividends of democracy in that state. However, where is the audit report? Where does it stand? Now, again, it calls to question as to public awareness about the audit report. How many people in the society, how many citizens actually care about the audit report? How many people want to read the audit report? How many people know the value of the audit report? And so it, it doesn't look as if um, uh, they, are, they are hitting on any area of concern of the citizens. But indeed, awareness needed to be created that people have the right to make a demand to see the audit of uh, the affairs of the state. And this is a good way uh, to go. However, I say with mixed feelings because when I look at the constituents of the uh, PLSI and um, I saw that it lacks the, the national spread, it lacks the federal character, I just saw that uh, um, they, they are lopsided to one side of the country and somebody is likely going to punch at that and... Uh, question their integrity as to how they constitute themselves actually is um, is an independent body but, and is a private enterprises but uh, somebody is going to question that because Nigeria is very very dynamic and it's a country that is structured with uh, federal character considerations this is why I have my mixed feelings mm -hmm. so but why should people be concerned about audit reports yeah because the audit um, is is a symbol of transparency where 
um, the public trust is given to elected officers and they handle the finances. The only way the public will ask questions is to look at the audit report. The audit report mirrors the handling of the affairs of the state. And if um, the affairs are not handled properly, then the audit will be qualified. And there are many audit queries that are not answered, swept under the table, and nobody cares. So people need to look at the audit report because that is where all the rubbish are being washed out and people should know. Yes. Of the budgets. Sorry? The paddings paddings of the budget, budget mm. uh, utilizations of budget, you know, the handling of the affairs, general of financial statements of the uh, of government. And people need to know, but people don't care to know. That is where the problem is. Mm. All right. Uh, there's, there's another news uh, concerning uh, CBN imposes heavy sanctions mm. on banks over mutilated notes. Mm. Uh, the Central Bank of Nigeria has expressed concern over the increasing amount of mutilated banknotes deposited with the Apex Bank by deposit money banks. And to this end, the CBN has warned banks to stop including composed currency notes in their deposits or risk paying a penalty of 400% of hmm. the value of the banknotes. Hmm. Hmm. So, what do you make of this? My reaction to that, I read it last um, uh, two days ago, and uh, I, I felt that um, the headmaster is crying over... Um, lateness to, to school. Yeah. And the headmaster has the, the, the cane. He has the students at his disposal and he has the, the right to, to, to give punitive actions. Now, who prints notes? It's the CBN that is responsible for you know, rolling out the printed notes from the printing meeting uh, corporation. So, and if these notes are coming from the CBN and probably the way the handling of the notes um, by the community, by the users, is showing that these notes are getting mutilated. It is the duty of the CBN to withdraw those mutilated notes. So I, I was reading it. I couldn't really make head, a headway out of what they are talking about because the CBN is the ones to with the responsibility to withdraw it. Okay. And you tell the bank, these notes are mutilated, you withdraw it. Now you are punishing them. Where is the bank going to take the note to? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not properly informed mm -hmm. because I was wondering when I read it. All right, let's move away again. Still issues on finances. The federal government's thirst for debt appears to have deepened as new borrowings and locations rose by 278.03% or 4.03 trillion naira between 2015 and 2021. Uh, this was disclosed uh, by the Director General of the Debt Management Office, Patience Oniha. And according to the documents, the new borrowing allocation for 2015 was 1.46 trillion naira, which was 90.17% of the 1.62 trillion naira de uh, budget deficit. Well, we've been worried about the, the borrowings mm. and, you know, we've tried to justify the reason for the increase in public debt levels, which uh, they say is due to the country's huge infrastructure deficit, recession, consecutive budget deficits, and low revenue base. Uh, the World Bank has said Nigeria's debt, uh, which may be considered sustainable for now, is vulnerable and costly. Um, where, when, when, where, where do we draw the line? When, when do we put a stop to this? The indices are clear. The National Assembly is failing. There is a collusion going on. Because, look, this is a very serious matter. It is the future of our children that is being mortgaged. Why would you resort to this reckless borrowing? If you say you are developing the infrastructure, you are building infrastructure, the, the, the budget is clearly telling us another thing. How much goes to capital? How much of the total budget goes to the capital? What is the percentage of the allocation of the budgetary allocation to, to capital? That tells you that this borrowing is just to fund recurrent expenditures. It's just to fund excesses of the government. And you can see clearly that we, we will not be able 
to make a headway where our debt services is, is, is increasing. You know, the, the total budget, how much is going for debt services? You remember that during the Obasanjo regime, we were able to scale down our, our, our external debts. But today, the external debt is climbing, and we are mortgaging the future of our children. And National Assembly don't seem to see anything wrong with it. This is a very huge crime against our future generation. I don't think it is supposed to be allowed in this country. All right, uh, let's talk, talking about infrastructure. Now, reactions have trailed uh, the attack of the Abuja Kaduna train by terrorists uh, who repeatedly, uh, of course, uh, reportedly, I beg your pardon, detonated bombs on the rail track. Uh, injuring several people. Uh, that was last week, Monday. And also, the Minister of Information and Culture, Lai Mohammed, has come under fire for saying that the federal government has performed excellently in the provision of and ensuring safety via rail transport. Let's hear from him. But in our time, Nigerians are once again able to travel by train. This time, in total comfort and safety. Lagos Ibadi, Abuja Kaduna, Wari Takwe Ajokuta, and Abuja Metro Line are shining examples of our real revolution. I'm proud of our security forces, our men and women in uniform. Despite a myriad of security challenges, they are living up to the building. Recent show successes recorded in the fight against Boko Haram and Islam is uplifting. As terrorists and their camps are being decimated, thousands of terrorists and their families are surrendering in droves. The effectiveness of the security forces has been enhanced by leadership provided by President Muhammad Buhari and the unwavering commitment of the armed forces and its leadership. And that is uh, the soundbite of the Minister of Information and Culture, Alhaji Lai Mohammed. And uh, he's uh, giving props to the government, saying that they have uh, provided safety, uh, you know, uh, to, to Nigerians, ensuring provision of, uh, of, of, of real transport to Nigerians. I, I wonder if he missed the breaking news. Uh, now again, uh, still in the news, PDP backs Obasanjo and Deboe's fears over killings and 2023 elections. Mr. Efe, you are a security expert. Uh, should we be worried Hello, Mr. Oh, Ife, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Can okay. you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Please go ahead. Okay. Uh, are we talking about the issue of the rail track and the Minister of Information's response? Yes, and the Minister of Information uh, saying that uh, this government uh, has done very well, uh, has, has performed well uh, by uh, making sure that, uh, you know, this, the rail is safe for people to use. So, so I think that um, we ought to be worried by the kind of um, response that because what is on the ground and what is being put out there in the public domain by the government and chief information officer, they are at variance with, um, with each other. They are variance with reality. So, in terms of putting measures in place, the more we have incidents, the more the indices of um, insecurity continue to increase and people continue to seek for alternative means of travel. Prior to this time, air travel was considered safe and then rail when the roads were besieged by bandits, in manner of speaking, before they were not finally um, labeled as terrorists. You know, so, my, my take is that um, the government 
need to do very much more. There doesn't seem to be any urgency from where I stand. And um, the issue of providing security is something that is a national matter. And clearly, we've not been able to do anything to ensure that the rail transport is safeguarded. We've not been able to safeguard the rail tracks. But that even is part of the general security or insecurity situation we have in the country. So whereas we have to do the need to secure the rails, it is best if they retreat their efforts to secure the entirety of the country, meaning, of course, that everywhere you have people who are um, criminals, who are security risks in the country, you do not rest on your oars until you get them out, prosecute them, and see that you neutralize them. They are no longer able to, excuse me, to pose security threats and risks to the country. So even if you succeed now in doing something very strong with the Alicia what happens to the other part of the country? As long as you have criminal elements, and keep on moving from one place to the other, and it will be somewhat of a guerrilla warfare scenario. So we do not build capacity as a government. It's not enough to respond just for the sake of responding. The government must find a way to ensure that they develop adequate capacity, they have adequate manpower, men, resources, training, and partnerships with international organizations, like the Interpol, and foreign military and foreign security and intelligence. But for every time we've talked about partnership, uh, the CSOs always come out to say they are capable of handling this problem. Uh, even in the news, uh, some are asking for Buhari to declare state of emergency in Kaduna State. Uh, Reno Mokri again is calling uh, for action against Sheikh Gumi, uh, especially after Imam Khalid's suspension. Yes, so, so you know, talking about capability to do something is different from the actual reality. And, and, and that is quite unfortunate. It, it appears to be the stocking trade of successful governments with regard to um, what they want to put out in public domain. The reality of the game is radically different. So the, the government needs to show differently. You know, because it's something that um, you need to come and play um, your, your tape and say, this is what we have done. People feel secure. They know when they are secure. They know when incidents of insecurity um, reduce to the very minimum. They know when they can go to the farms without issues. They know when they can travel without uh, uh, seeking help from armed security operatives who themselves are not no longer even secure in the country. So, so like I stated earlier, the reality is radically different. The government needs to and about partnerships. It's one thing. What are we seeing on the ground for those partnerships? So, for me, you need to re-strategize and also deploy different tactics where I think we are getting it wrong at the issue. And you cannot do something or nothing and expect that to stand. That's where I think uh, we, need, we need to go. Mm. While there's still news, uh, the Nigerian army has raised an alarm over the presence of bandits in Bauchi, Plateau, and Taraba states. The general officer commanding GOC 3 Division of the Nigerian Army, Major General Ibrahim Salau Ali, discloses in Bauchi on Friday when he paid a curtsy call on Governor Bala Mohammed of Bauchi State in his office. The warning came months after the governor raised the alarm about aircraft hovering in parts of the state. And in quotes, he's saying, Recently, we have been having traces of bandits around the three states of Plateau, Taraba, and Bauchi states, Major General Ali revealed the GOC said that the army was working with all security agencies in the three states to ensure peace. Now, the thing is, it's the same thing we heard about the Kaduna train bombing. Uh, the Arewa youths are saying that they had 48 hours uh, intelligence to work with if 
you know, they were ready to do that, or I don't know what stood in the way. And let's not forget, also, we waited so long for the Tokano, which was supposed to be the silver bullet uh, in this war against banditry and insurgency and terrorism. But uh, it seems uh, even El Rafai is complaining that uh, the Tokano is not being used, uh, you know, in the northwest, where he feels uh, is also uh, pertinent at this time. But let's hear from Nigerians, 090 in four places, 99090 Hello, good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome, Mr. Jude. Let's talk. My sister, it's very, very unfortunate that the government of the who promised Nigeria having a heart about security through their hand. This kind of a thing happened to the masses. But my greatest surprise now is that a, an imam come up to the truth about what is happening in the country, they decide to sustain him. He's very, very worrisome, my sister. Now, she gumi are rubbing shoulder with the bandit. They are not doing anything about it. We show that there's something that they had inside exposed. But do we? We must continue speaking until they do the needful. We know that they know that they are saved. My Mohammed are telling us that our security has improved, everything has normalized. That's the way he used fake news to come into power in 2015. But we, we know everything that is about Jonathan's administration. Today, God has vindicated Jonathan. We have shown that they are the people that making the government of uh, Jonathan did not stand. Ah, you so can't say that. Do you have any evidence to say that? Just make your comments, my dear. So what, what, what solution do you have to proffer? My sister, they said this. I'm not the one that said that. If, if the, the, the Jonathan did not allow them to rule, they will make their government ungovernable. And Jonathan decided to leave power for them. What is happening now? Or is he telling us lie? Then he tell us the truth so that whether we can find a solution so what is happening in country? God bless you, my sister. Thank you, Mr. Jude. Sad 0905564 in four places, 9909988488. These are the numbers. You can also find us on facebook.com forward slash JFMJOS, Twitter at JFMJOS. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, can you hear me? Welcome. This is whom? Okay, um, your voice is pretty far and muffled. I don't know. Okay, your voice is uh, pretty far from maybe your, your phone. All right, do well again to call us back. 090-556 in four places. 99-090-988-488-48. And also facebook.com forward slash jeffmjaws. Hello. Good morning, Zay Matunga. Good morning, Comrade Dadung Antibas. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm calling to Amgad Guba presently. Mm. Uh, we have problems in this country, most especially the insecurity that, that is rocking the peace of this country. And very unfortunately, our leaders are not communicating Nigeria very well. Honestly, these leaders are poor in communication. Imagine what Lai Mohammed is saying. Procuring the movement to uh, train, is it, is, it, is it just aware of, is it aware of uh, uh, security? Then what happened recently in highway to Kaduna? Was it not on the train that they attack people? 
Is that the highest achievement they will continue to say? I'm advising this government to come up with a very good strategy to arrest this insecurity so that people should be able to move. But, okay, now, uh, uh, Machinga, what is happening on the plateau here? You could remember vividly, the federal government told us that they have, they have signed peace pact between Miete, Allah, and Uruguay people. But what is happening today? And the government always calls these people as unknown gold men. If they're unknown gold men, then who signed on their behalf? On behalf of those unknown government, Zoe Machunga, who will urge Plateau State House of Assembly to mandate His Excellency to, and they should proper investigate what is happening in Bata. And there is land grabbing. Who are those grabbing people's land? If we should not investigate all those things, we will surely get to and we will not get to the right thing. How can they go and say, and they're playing political people's lives? Every day, news, killing news, killing news. Where will they come up with a very good information, development information? Development on the, on the country. Please. Thank you, Comrade Dadu. We want peace in this country. Indeed, we do want peace in Nigeria. Uh, King Omikal on Facebook is saying this warning don't have a use for states uh, because the army doesn't respect the call of state governors. May God help us. Moses Daniel is saying insecurity is no more a new thing in Nigeria as far as the corrupt leaders are on the throne. Life has been depreciated in this country where the government is not doing anything tangible about it. Uh, Miss Blessing is saying only God will help us. Our leaders need to take action sincerely. Olua Femi is saying, I really, ex I, if I really express my thoughts, you wouldn't read it because it goes against your radio regulations, though it's just the bitter truth. May the souls of those that have been lost due to, in in due to insecurity rest in peace. Coombs Bishtu is saying a total investigation into the lot of money that has been passed for security since day one of this administration will seriously go a long way in knowing what actually... Uh, why, why the insecurity uh, is eating all of us in this country. Falkuka is saying insecurity in Nigeria is with the collusion of armies because they are um, cited. The terrorists will carry out attacks successfully without any arrest. A case study of what is happening in Basa, where the barracks is located, where the attack is ongoing. And uh, but why the safe? Uh, I'm not sure what you're saying with the rest. Elkanah Moses says let government at all levels muster additional political will to tackle the menace headlong. I always shed tears uh, seeing the huge number of youths being recruited into our security sector, but yet insecurity is happening across the country on a daily basis. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Welcome. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TT and T. Jackson. Let's talk, Sadiq. Yes, actually, it is very, very unfortunate what's happening in this present administration. Seeing that things is going out of hand, especially the issue of insecurity. And you see the kind of attack that is happening and the response of the government. That shows that the government are not willing to end this kind of insecurity. Because the government are not serious with the uh, issue of insecurity. They are not uh, following these attackers or this mandatory. And everybody have known the plateau, the, let's say the Kaduna State government have come out and said that they know the location of these people. But there's no response from our military to chase these people in the bush so that they can fetch them out. But I, again, there's not any arrests that have been seen after this kind of attack that have happened. Even though we have sabotage, but we're supposed to see uh, an arrest. And if all these clergymen, like these Kali that have been suspended, if the religious leaders will be coming out and be telling the truth to our leaders, I think the leaders will get it right. But the religious leaders are not playing their role, which is very, very unfortunate. So 
but this government are suffering Nigerians have been suffering and those are blaming Nigerians how can Nigerians do the people that have they will say security is everybody business people will come with guns with weapons you don't have anything how will you do what will you do you just need to run away so we are calling on the government to be the needful in terms of security and I'm calling on Nigerians they should learn from all this suffering let us not repeat what have happened because this suffering has reached a level that everybody is suffering in Nigeria. So let's join hand to bring Nigeria back into its working system. All right. Thank you, Sadiq Umar. Yes, uh, thank you, Sadiq Umar, for your input this morning. Now, um, Dr. Benjua, some are calling for the arrest of Sheikh Gumi. What should we do with, um, you know, uh, social sympathizers? I mean, Sheikh Gumi has made points many times. We've seen him, of course, go and meet this. So we cannot say that they do not know the location of these bandits, for example. And he said, you know, these are youths who don't have jobs. Uh, should we sympathize with them? I, I don't really know, you know, where, where to stand on this. Should Sheikh Gumi be arrested? Not just him. You see, the, what is happening is that Nigerians are, are losing confidence completely in the government in the handling of these uh, security matters. Where they, a sitting governor, Erufai, has spoken severally that they know where they are. They know where they are. If you know where they are, why then are they not arrested? People are killed and they just disappear into the bush. And yet, Gumi said he had met with them. So, you see, until we go back to this, people have been taken for granted. And this, the whole thing about Nigerian security challenges is it's not a challenge. It's the government know where they are. The Gumi have spoken several. If government say, well, we don't know where they are, and Gumi is speaking clearly, is in the air, and the Erufai spoke clearly that they know where they are, and these are people that government that are working with government, then why not pick them and then arrest these people? So in the absence of, of such practical steps, people, I particularly, will not have confidence that the government is fighting any security. This is the truth. People are just being sacrificed for nothing. People are dying on a daily basis. People are being killed, decapitated in their house. You can't travel. You can't stay in your house. You can't travel by air. Within one week, bandits hit the Cardinal Airport. Mm. Within that same week, they, they bombed the, the, the train. Within that same week, the road, Cardinal uh, Abuja Road, was, was blocked by bandits for hours. So what is happening? No, no, no same man will believe that government is really fighting this insecurity. It is just clear that... Um, they are handling them with kids' gloves because if they know where they are, Gumi has spoken, and that statement of Gumi is very, very highly indicting. He should be picked, even not arrested, but let him lead them to where they are since he knows where they are. He has met with them. He agreed that he has met with them. Take us to where they are and let them be arrested. But of course, they are not doing that. Hmm. All right. Uh, we've also seen lately Nigerians should be allowed to carry arms for self-defense. Mr. Efe Wanago. <laughs> Hello, sir. Yep, so, Thank you for joining us yep. again. Yes, please. I'm sorry. I think I had a call drop. Mm. Yes, well, with regard to Nigeria uh, carrying arms for self-defense and what have you, well, the, the right to life is a, is a sine qua non for the fundamental human right, the basic right. But of course, it, it cannot exist in isolation. There must be some derogations um, to the right to ensure uh, that we don't turn society into a country of sorts. So the government ought to fundamentally provide security, the welfare and security of individuals of the citizens is the primary responsibility of government. Where this fails, steps must be taken to ensure that each individual 
able to secure his own affairs. But what happens now is the majority leader of the House of Representatives, mm. Honorable Adodogua, mm. uh, said that uh, last week Thursday was time Nigerians were allowed to bear mm. arms to defend themselves. And Obasanjo has said, you know, the, the Nigerian security is overwhelmed. So if we put all of this together, um, I mean, what, what can you, what can we make out of it? Yeah, so, yes, such applications are beginning to happen because it is said that the, the price of the Nigerian life has become very cheap. So what I think needs to be done, like I said earlier, is an overhaul of our security system. There has to be some urgency to it. I don't see any. I, I thought that in the very first year of the administration, there was still a political and police reform, and then you now receive the entire sector so that the police can actually be the police and the number one law and other agency of government. What we have, we have um, an overlap of activities. We have majority of the police even being in private sector, in the hands of politicians and in VIPs. Those who are, who are left to provide security for general Nigeria are not there. They are very scanty. They are very stretched. The military has left its traditional responsibilities to begin general security and work and activities and, and what have you. So definitely something needs to be done. Otherwise, you have more and more recourse to um, stop the and people clamoring. Have the right to own arms. They cannot tell them that you don't have right to own firearms, uh, automatic and sub, uh, semi-automatic rifles, whereas they are exposed to the attacks of bandits, terrorists, insurgents, uh, whatever you want to call them. They, they, they exist in, a, in a different modes and uh, different parts of the country. So the government, yes, must step up. Otherwise, people will begin to continue to lose confidence more and more. And the more confidence is lost in the government, the more people will resort to arming and defending themselves. And talk about confidence uh, being lost. Mm. Uh, we're also seeing uh, that uh, families now give out their daughters to bandits mm. uh, as, as brides in return for protection. Shit. The female danger, uh, female gender is always in danger. Yes. And uh, this is coming from uh, the ICRC. Uh, you know, they are saying that uh, families now give their daughters out to bandits as of in return for protection. I mean, it's, it just lets you know how much, indeed, uh, we've given up on the system. And here we are having reps also asking for, uh, uh, for people to be armed. Are they also telling us, you know, blatantly that they have failed in their primary responsibility? And if they have failed, then why are they still there? Because they were voted in to bring yeah. solutions to this problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Precisely. That is the question. Actu actually, the security problem of Nigeria is worse than meets the eye. Um, the first responsibility of a sitting president is the protection of lives of the citizens. And once you fail in that, alarmingly, so as it is, then you don't have a business being on that seat. Well, we saw five impeachment threats on Obasanjo during his tenure. We have not seen anyone here. I don't know what's the problem. I don't know why. Is it a secret? Is it, is it a secret area that nobody should go? They, if the president is not able to protect lives, why is he in the office? And so when I heard the National Assembly members speaking, honorable members, the senators lamenting, and I, I, I made a post, I said, it, it's, it's not about lamentation, it's about taking proactive steps. If the president is not able to protect life, get him out. And let somebody else be there. This is not about treason. And they don't want anybody to speak. You speak, they want to arrest you. Why, why, why are we in democracy? If the president is not protecting life, there are processes. The National Assembly should start a process of impeachment. It's a, as simple as that. Why would we not talk? Is it our children that will come and talk? Now, that is the truth about what is going on in the, in the, in the, in the Northeast. 
giving their daughters out for protection. Have we forgotten about the fact that bandits collect tax mm. in some locations? They've hoisted flags. Yes, host their flags, declare republics, and collect tax. And the, the Minister of Information will come and tell us another thing. So we are in a country where people don't want to say the truth. And when those that speak the truth are hunted down, I can't understand what is going on. We heard a lot of warning about this from uh, the late Obadiah Melafia. And he spoke all these things, and it's happening. So I think the National Assembly should do better than lamentation. They should sit up. If not, it will consume everybody. Now, Mr. F.A., if um, our security is overwhelmed by the insecurity, as many experts have, have noted, and you as an expert, would you agree with that thought as well? Yeah, it, 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 appears, it appears that we're actually overwhelmed. But the funny thing is that nobody um, in the public service, in the public space, in the security space, admits that, admit that. So whenever there is an attack, you find that the president and the chief will summon the service chiefs. They will have some closed-down meeting, after which we tell you that the matching orders have been given to them. And give it one week and two weeks, we we'll return to the norm. So, so I think the problem we've had over time stems from the top. The, the commander-in-chief would have to set the ball rolling, he would have to show that there is urgency, and he would have to deploy all the resources he require, where, where the legislative um, um, uh, enactment that he requires, he should do that, policy enactment, he should do that. But the most important is with regard to the morale of the manpower he has on the ground. Equipment, training, and what have you. So I, I think the Nigerian military, the Nigerian police, they have been understaffed, you know, undermanned for for. for and there doesn't appear to be any urgent thing to show off the numbers. And of course, what about specialization? Why do we have a, a dispersal of the Nigerian military across the country? There's virtually a military operation in almost every state of the country. Mm. That's not acceptable. How then are they able to pull resources together and do the needful? What is why we are dabbling with all these internal issues? We now have an internal aggression. How are we able to cope if we cannot handle what is going on internally? So I think something. Something very urgent needs to be done. Uh, those influencers and persons of thought, highly exposed, political exposed persons and what have you, and the religious, traditional and what have you, we have to add their voices so the government will understand that this is not playing the ostrich. Nigerians need to have a sense of security, they need to be safe. Well, there was Sheikh Khalid as, uh, adding his voice and uh, mm. he's, he's been shut down. Mm. But his Sheikh Gumi yeah, continues to speak louder. Mm. Exactly. So people need to continue to talk. The truth is that the government ought to serve the interests of the people. The people do not need to be scared or afraid of the government of the day. The government ought to um, influence its own actions or tailor our own actions to be in tandem with the yearnings and demands of the people. That is democracy. So whatever we have, we make no headway if we do not do what we have to do. We should proper security and not just lip service. And again, from media house to another, and telling us. In fact, I would say the security have become newsmakers because they just give us information mm. about what has happened. You know, this so so this place was was attacked at so so time. Uh, they, they they come in to take reports too. Basically, you know, well, that's not funny, really. But then, um, still um, with you, Mr. Ife. Now, the Nigerian army alerts to bandits' presence in Bochi, Plateau, and Taraba. You know, what should the government of the day do getting this kind of alerts? This kind of intelligence, just as we heard with the with the train bombing in Kaduna, they had forty eight hours, uh, you know, of rumors spreading, but nothing was done. So, what should be done with information like this? Well, of course, I, I believe that um, you need 
information must be processed to actionable dealing, actionable dealing intelligence, and such intelligence must be set up very swiftly. I know that over time we've had the issues of um, lack of um, interagency cooperation to ensure that uh, non intelligence persons and non agency they are shared swiftly and they are the upon. So the government will need to ensure that these things are handled as quickly as possible for now, so that you ensure that whenever such intelligence is present, in the space of a few hours, in different parts of this country, that are able to take action. Recall that this issue of um, terrorists, bandits, and criminals are putting for several hours. It started right from the time of the Chief Walk Girls' abduction in 2014, when the Nigerian was still in town. They were said to have acted for over four hours. Until date, when they went to Dabchi, the same thing happened. When they went to different parts of the country, the same thing happened. And we have different parts of the country that appear to be on government status. So in the end that we are aware of what is going on there and what are you. So if you do not use capacity, the, the, the volume of intelligence you have will be a misnomer. It will be of no effect and of no consequence mm. because you don't have the requisite uh, wherewithal to do the need to respond accordingly. That's why at the base of all this, is the most built sufficient capacity. I do not think we have that as we speak. So um, only go, at this at this point or at this rate, we can say only God knows what will happen. Well, at least uh, the the governor of uh, Bauchi State uh, says uh, he appreciates the support. Uh, sorry, the 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 issue of the of on cooperation now uh, with the GOC. Uh, the army says they are working with all security agencies in the three states to ensure peace. And in quotes, he says, we're working hard to ensure peace to our people so they can carry out their social economic activities as normal for the development of the states and the country at large. And he says on the issue of cooperation, nobody does it alone. When it comes to the issue of security, it is a whole uh, government approach. We appreciate the support of the Bauchi state government and solicit more so that we can achieve our aim. Uh, of course, in response, Governor Mohammed has said he's ready to assist the military to deal with insurgents and bandits. And uh, we do hope that the Plateau State uh, Governor is aware the chief security officers on the plateau are aware and have are taken uh, this alert and this warning very serious nigerian army alerts to bandits presence in bochi plateau and taraba with that being said uh some more information to work with you know looking at activities of bandits and how long it took to tag them as bandits as terrorists uh the narrative that uh the perpetrators are different from the foot soldiers another question is are we you know going after the wrong people uh bandits have shut down uh as we have seen fighter jets they've confiscated mm -hmm. army armored personnel carriers mm -hmm. they've imposed levies they've mm -hmm. taxed people they've hoisted flags they've taken lives uh, many are still also calling for the arrest of Sheikh Gumi. Uh, how should sympathizers within the civil populace be handled? Someone like Sheikh Gumi, how should he be handled? Uh, the Super Tokano fighter aircrafts, it was hailed as the big hope for achieving military uh, superiority over insurgents and bandits. Uh, what is the duty of a fighter jet? Is the Super Tokano really the game changer? And has it changed the game? So far, so good. All of these questions and more, but this is where uh, we leave it this morning on the program. Let's talk. Thank you so much, Mr. Efe Wanago. Uh, you're a social commentator and a security expert. Thank you so much for your time this morning on the program. Mm.
Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be with you. All right. We hope to have you back here soon. And also a big thank you to you, Dr. Emmanuel mm. uh, Ogbenjua, PhD Accounting. Thank you very much mm. for your time on the program. And uh, this is Thank where you. we leave it. Uh, it's an ongoing conversation. Mm. And you can keep uh, dropping your comments on our feedback handles on facebook.com forward slash JFMJOS, Instagram and Twitter at JFMJOS. And uh, let me leave you with this quote, fate versus free will. Now Cassius in refusing... Cassius, in refusing to accept Caesar's rising power, deemed that a belief in fate is nothing more than a form of passivity or cowardice. And he says to Brutus, men at some time were masters of their fates. The fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. So let's continue to look inwards and know that the power continually uh, is in our hands. Government is for the people by the people. Do not take that for granted. Good morning to you and remember, get your PVC. Stay tuned. News Top of the Hour comes up next and after that, uh, the Midday Show with Ogidibo. Costume